Thanks for tuning into the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Like my website, I don't load my content with advertisements, but I do want to mention a couple of things I personally offer. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out my latest blog post and a popular article from my archive, along with other valuable content I've come across the previous week. My subscribers love getting their newsletter because it contains more than my own articles. Of course, it's free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Second, when you're ready to get serious about your health and fitness and want an efficient and effective program to follow, join Vigor Training. You get access to all of my workout programs for just $29 per month. Learn more and join at tomnicola.com slash vigor. That's V-I-G-O-R. On to the article. When will common sense Americans stop watching and get in the game? If you combined American Horror Story and The Truman Show, you could make a movie that looks a lot like 2021. Real doctors get condemned while political doctors get praised. Felons go free while conservative-minded people get criticized and treated like criminals. The government determines morality while churches bow to the woke mob. Based on what people say in private, most Americans aren't on board with the agendas and ideologies of the far left. However, few stand up or speak out against what's going on. Some people want to avoid the discomfort of getting involved or even speaking their minds. Others wait for someone else to take action. And still others are so addicted to their pacifiers of Netflix, pro sports, video games, or some other form of entertainment that they don't even know what's going on. Many feel scared to speak up knowing it could lead to job termination, public shaming, or missed invitations to cool club events. For the sake of our grandchildren and children, concerned adults can't afford to sit in the bleachers anymore. Something isn't right. Isn't it odd that even after a record number of adverse events and deaths, politicians and celebrities still push the public to get vaccinated? What's behind or in that COVID-19 vaccine? What is the incentive for politicians? It isn't to rebuild their economies because good governors like Christy Nome and Ron DeSantis showed us that businesses didn't need to be destroyed in the first place. Aren't you appalled by networks like Nickelodeon and Disney pushing the LGBTQ plus agenda on children? There was a time when certain topics were off limits when speaking to kids. It was up to the parent to decide how and when to discuss those topics. How many parents remain unaware of what their kids are learning in schools and from cartoons on television? Isn't it odd that crime, including murders, is occurring at record numbers in many large cities? Yet the media talks little about it, and local governments seem disinterested in completely stopping it. Why are the armed forces so focused on creating racial division instead of focusing on protecting a republic from its adversaries? How is it that good is bad and bad is good? Morality is considered amoral while immorality is considered normal and even celebrated. What will the next national crisis involve? And how will it be used to further these and other related agendas? Many of these questions don't have specific answers. They don't need answers, though. If most people oppose these ideas and other related issues, they simply need adult citizens to make decisions 
that slow or prevent the spread of such ideologies. After all, in the United States, it's the citizens who own the government, not the government that owns its citizens. I've included this quote from President Lincoln in blog posts a couple of times already. He said it long before becoming the president. It seems almost prophetic today. Quote, At what point, then, is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up amongst us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Abraham Lincoln in 1838. Where are we headed? I started my freshman year at the College of St. Scholastica in 1995. During an orientation session, a married couple spoke to us about safe sex. Being that it is a Catholic college, I'm not Catholic, but the school is, they also talked about natural birth control. The couple's wife spoke about how women can keep track of their cycle and during their periods and days they're most fertile, find ways of, other ways of having sex that doesn't involve intercourse. I was a bit surprised by the discussion, being that we were at a Catholic school and were a bunch of freshmen. It was as though they were condoning premarital sex from the beginning of our college careers. 25 years later, as a culture, we've moved much further from traditional values. The college has as well. When you think back a decade or two and consider the television shows, the quality of journalism, the innocence in video games, and the curriculums of public schools and universities, and then compare them to, to today, you see a seismic shift. What's considered right or wrong, false or true, just or unjust in many cases, has been turned upside down. As we've seen since the beginning of 2020, honest, hardworking, God-fearing people's words and actions are often met with disdain, contempt, and name-calling. America-hating, destructive, anti-Christian words and acts receive celebration and fanfare. And when they turn incredibly violent and destructive, like the riots in Minneapolis and Portland, the local government does little to stop the madness. As Pastor John MacArthur explained in a recent sermon, when the restraint of government is loosened at all, taken off, or perverted, or when the government no longer acts to punish evil and reward good, all kinds of sin will explode. Whether human government allows evil or commands evil, in the case of Hitler and Stalin, people will come to do evil because they are evil. You don't see any people amassing in the streets to rush someplace to do good. They don't run to do good. It's easy to gather people to do evil. That's their natural bent. Pastor John MacArthur, Grace Church, Sun Valley, California. When government no longer acts to punish and reward good, all kinds of sin will explode. We're there, and not enough Americans are pushing back to stop it. Romans 1, 28-32 could be describing the present day. Quote, Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind 
so that they do what ought not be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but they also approve of those who practice them. Romans 1, 28-32 Things will not get better unless the people of America demand it. If they remain indifferent or sit on the sidelines, the country's future will belong to the extreme. They will fill it with evil, create a mockery of God, and assault anyone who holds on to traditional values. Theodore Roosevelt said, The average citizen must be a good citizen if our republics are to succeed. The stream will not permanently rise higher than the main source, and the main source of national power and national greatness is found in the average citizenship of the nation. Therefore, it behooves us to do our best to see the standard of the average citizen is kept high, and the average cannot be kept high unless the standard of the leaders is very much higher. Theodore Roosevelt, Citizen in a Republic Consider the standards we have in schools, the quality of the television programming and movies, or our leadership standards. Heck, Americans voted in a man with a racist track record who suffers from some form of cognitive decline. That's the current presidential standard. You either settle for falling standards or stand up and speak out to raise them. You don't need to become a nationwide voice of reason like Candace Owens, a politician as wise as Governor DeSantis, or a business owner as badass as Ian Smith to make a difference. Millions of Americans making a small difference makes a big difference. You can influence our culture by being honest with those in your circle, buying from brands who don't promote a, or and financially support agendas you oppose, and avoiding entertainment and professional sports that have become ideological endorsers. When I left Lifetime last year, I committed to remaining unmuzzled, as well as unmasked, unvaccinated, and unafraid. You can find uh, more on that at tomnicola.com unmasked. However, declining an experimental vaccine, leaving my face uncovered wherever I go, and remaining unafraid to say what I believe is only part of it. I know that my lifestyle choices, like products I buy, services I use, and entertainment I take part in makes a difference, even though the effect of each decision is small. I won't watch an NFL or MLB game again. If we rent a movie, it'll be with an actor or actress who isn't part of the cult of Hollywood. We canceled Netflix when they released Cuties. We don't buy Ben and & Jerry's or Kellogg's and won't eat at restaurants that treat cops as enemies, and won't be getting on a Delta flight unless they change course. On an individual basis, our choices don't make a significant difference. Then again, you might say the same about a single vote in an election. It's the collective group of citizens that holds power in an election or our economy, which is a big part of what fuels the agendas in the first place.
Getting in the game. If you stand up or speak out, friends, family, or strangers might chastise or cancel you. It's uncomfortable, but so is seeing what's taking place. If you don't, who will? Millions of Americans stared down bullets, lost their lives, live with permanent injuries, or live with the mental scars of war so our republic could remain a republic. You don't have to stare down a bullet. It just might require the inconvenience of giving up some favorite products, finding a different source of entertainment, or letting go of a couple of relationships with people who don't see things the same way. One reason the woke mob has become so powerful is that they don't care what others think. They say and do what they believe. Meanwhile, civil, conservative-minded Americans keep their mouths shut and avoid rocking the boat at work because it could cause tension and discomfort. For example, a group of employees wrote a scathing letter to the CEO about how he uses the company for his agendas. Though the letter had teeth, it had no author. No one stood up to put their names on it, so the media didn't cover it, and it'll probably make little to no difference at Delta. Imagine how powerful it could have been if it included the signatures of hundreds of employees. By the way, if you go to the website version of this article, I have a video that outlines exactly what was in that letter. It's worth watching. On the other hand, some people put themselves out there, even if it means they receive significant backlash. Ian Smith co-owner of the Attilus Gym in Belmar is one such example. He fought back against his governor's ridiculous mandates since early 2020. Ivory Hecker, a now-fired reporter from Fox 26 in Houston, is another example. Hecker couldn't take misleading her viewers anymore, so she spilled the beans on Fox and journalism in general. I've included her last live report in the online version of this article. Again, it's another video worth watching, and it's very short. Fox fired her soon after, but not before she collected a significant amount of proof that the media continues to mislead Americans. You can find a full interview with her on Project Veritas. Many hands make light work. If everyone takes responsibility for protecting our republic, we can do a lot with a small amount of effort and discomfort. To dismantle America, extremists don't need a massive number of people. They only need a tiny number to change the culture dramatically, so long as the opposition stays quiet and afraid to take action. Your difference matters. Even if it means you buy a $10 product from a company that supports law and order instead of supporting the defund the police movement, you put a small dent in the finances that support such an agenda. Staying informed and helping others stay informed makes a difference too. If you don't feel a small amount of irritation or anger about what you see taking place, you're probably not informed enough. I recommend watching Austin Fletcher's This Week in Culture to get a good summary of the latest nonsense around the nation. You can find that on Instagram, uh, and he's at Fleckas. F-L-E-C-C-A-S. Let me wrap this up with another message from President Roosevelt's speech, Citizenship in a Republic. No doubt, 
you've read this before or heard it before, but it's worth hearing again. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt, Citizenship in a Republic. Don't be timid. Dare greatly and put effort into a worthy cause, protecting the Republic of the United States and the values that make it the greatest country on earth.